Today is Thursday, April 18th, 2019, and Philadelphia went 6-7 and seven in the past week with the Sixers going 1-1, one one, Phillies going 4-2, Fusion 1-1, one one, the Wings losing their two games, and the Union losing theirs. All this and more coming up here, so sit down, relax, and enjoy your ride on the Orange Line. So welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of your 8 for 8 Philadelphia Sports Podcast. I am your host, Dr. PhD. It's very nice to see you. Um, as always, there's a lot to talk to a lot to talk about. Um, and I want to start off where I ended last week, uh, which was on the Philadelphia Phillies. Um, as you can see here in uh in the past, you know, few games, the uh the Phillies were able to pick up a couple of wins against the Marlins, a couple of wins against the Mets, um, but still had some uh, trouble areas right before they went uh, into this 17 game, uh, 17 games in a row. Homestand? No, not a homestand. I, I, they played 17 games in a row, but uh, right before going into this, they had lost both uh, games here against the Nationals, which mm, it. It started to pose some questions about this team. Um, one of the things that I, you know, wanted to continue to talk about is the fact that this team is it's it's really good. This team has a whole lot of talent to it. The problem that it's going to have is that all of the talent is pretty much on the field, and it's you know in the batter's box, so it's it's not necessarily going to be. Um, some top tier pitching talent or anything like that, which can cause problems. You know, we already took a look at uh, what they've done in the past month, which on its own makes it seem, you know, really tough uh, in in terms of having to deal with the pitching, just because of the fact that. Um, when we don't necessarily have all things firing on uh, on all cylinders, you know, uh, in in terms of uh, defensively and especially in on the mound, one of the biggest problems is going to be just being able to stay in the game with our bats, and it seems like we can't necessarily coordinate the days when we score. 14 runs but at the same time we uh we also can't really predict when that's going to happen uh so it's going to be interesting to see if the uh, pitchers and the batters end up syncing up or if we're just able to elevate the pitchers a little bit more i know nick pavetta uh was just sent down to uh the triple a which is all right i guess um He's he's someone that I really want to come back better. Um, 
Yeah, you see here the Phil's option Pavetta. Um, and they put Eikhoff in rotation. And he did actually uh, pretty well, I believe. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see if Pavetta ends up making a, uh, a comeback or not. Just because of the fact that he he's a pitcher that could have been really good but had spotty moments and now now it's kind of coming back to bite him in the bum a little bit so who knows who knows uh, really where this team is uh gonna go but so far 11 and six things look pretty good um coming up uh within the week, we do have uh, still a whole bunch of games, seven of them to be played, to be exact. We start a series today against the Rockies in Colorado. Um, that is going to be a four-game series, and then we uh, start back again with the Mets on uh, Monday, but playing them in New York. Or did they play in New Jersey? It, Regardless, it doesn't matter. They suck, and I hate them. Um, moving forward... Um, uh, let's, uh, let's get the Sixers out of the way. And I, I don't want to mean out of the way as in like out of the way, out of the way, because I don't want to talk about them. I really do. Um, as, uh, everyone should be aware, the Philadelphia Sixers are in the NBA playoffs. Um, and they're kind of poised to make, I don't, I won't say a run. They're, they're poised to be one of the better teams. Um, which didn't necessarily uh, show up in uh, in the beginning of the series, just because of the fact that um, we we weren't able to land shots, and then I think when the fans caught on to the fact that the the Sixers weren't able to land their shots, they you know they were Philadelphia about it, so they they let them have it. They you know. They were booing right down on them, uh, which obviously got to them after the game. Uh, you know, both Embiid and Simmons had something to say. Embiid gave a lot of answers that I really liked. You know, he was asked about the the fans' interaction and you know what all was happening with his play and the rest of the team's play, and what he pretty much said was, "We just weren't making shots. We." weren't playing as well as we should and it it kind of ends up hurting them um and they absolutely have a right to boo and i uh i can't agree more i think the the thing that i said when uh when when i was talking about this at work was that that he he just gets it he understands he knows that Philadelphia is gonna boo when they want. They're gonna, they're they're not gonna be fun to experience. I guess I don't know. I don't know what else I can say in regards to that. Just because of the fact that they um, they've been kind of shit in the bed in recent memory, but they came back. They came back um, on on Monday, uh, and had an incredible game. I believe the stat that I saw was that it was the uh, the most points scored in a playoff game. I think, I think, I think, I think. Um, but uh, I I know it was uh, a very good game for uh, for our boys. 
Unfortunately, I had a prior obligation, so I was not able to uh, to watch the game. But I wish I had, and yeah, we can see here the uh, the Sixers' 145 points ends up becoming a postseason record. So uh, good job to this team. I hope this is I hope this is a good sign to come. Not right now, Embiid, but uh, maybe we'll get to you later. Um, I hope this is a sign of what's going to come in the series, just because I think. This team can be really good. We, we've we got a whole bunch of people on this team, like J.J. Redick and Tobias Harris. Mike Scott is a good guy off of the bench, um, and uh, they, they play a lot better than what their Game 1 performance shows, um, which is one of my big things with this team, is just that I think... They just they they underplayed. I I said that I didn't want them to play down to the Nets level, and it kind of seemed like in Game One they did, which is a little annoying. You know what I mean? It's not necessarily something that I want to see. You know, my Philadelphia sports team, our Philadelphia sports team, uh, do especially when we're supposed to be one of the better teams in the league and we lose by nine to one of the not-so-better teams. Um, but I was very confident moving forward after that game just because of how well Jimmy Butler did. 36 points, absolutely turned it up in the second half, uh, which kind of you know sparked the team a little bit, um, and it probably facilitated something going into Monday, which is why this team did so well, and I also heard that uh, apparently Brett Brown had uh, a talking to, if that makes any sense, uh, with uh, with the team, where he pretty much just like cursed them out, which motivated all of them. I, I saw Embiid, Simmons, and uh, Butler. I was pointing at the screen instead of moving the mouse. Um, but that I saw all three of them were uh were were pretty happy with the fact that they got um you know just screamed at just because they were like hey it helped motivate us we like seeing that side of him so in that aspect good job Brett Brown um you know making it making it not such a you know bad guy I guess I don't know I don't know um the uh the Sixers are continuing this potentially seven game series uh on Thursday. That's that's today. Hooray. I'm excited for the game, as you can probably see. But uh they are playing in Brooklyn for the next two games. So they're gonna be playing today, Saturday, and Tuesday. Um and hopefully we can just boom, boom, boom and uh clean out this series. Because I think we can. I, I really think that we have the ability to do that. You know what I mean? I, I don't want to oversell this team, but I think this team is really good. And everything that I've seen them play, like even on their bad days, I'm like, well, this guy's still being really good. They're just, they just like don't seem to care. Which, 
you can maybe argue, maybe, maybe, maybe. I'm not going to say anything. That's not me. I can't say anything. But potentially. Who knows? Who knows? All right. Um, let's talk about the Flyers right now. They, uh, they're still in the news. Whoa. That's pretty great considering the fact that, um, they're out. They're done. They, uh, their season's over. A little underwhelming, I know. Um, but yeah, they are back in the news in regards to, uh, their coaching. That was one of the things that was always in question probably for the past two years. Um, and now we're finally getting some better answers before it was just like, yeah, we're sticking with hack and no one liked that. That was the answer. No one just wanted it. Um, then going into this year, it was like, all right, well, you know, maybe not hack. And, uh, then you started thinking about Gordon and Q got on the market and it's like, "Mm, what are we going to do? So, the answer ended up coming in the form of Alan Vignault. He is the new Flyers head coach. Good for him. Good luck. Um, you're going to need it because this team and its fan base can be assholes. It can be assholes. That's what I'll say. Um, I am pretty happy about this. I've talked to a lot of people throughout, you know, but since he uh, got hired, which was like three days ago, I don't know. Um, but since he got hired, I've just been like, hey, what are your thoughts? You know, just trying to gauge people's reaction. And some people were like, this is so stupid. Why would we even hire him? I had one person, I tweeted this out. I had one person equate him to Brett Brown. And I was like, first of all, that's a completely different sport. So I, I wouldn't even try that. Secondly... They, they've gone through things entirely differently. So, I really, I, you know, it, if it's just me, I wouldn't, you know, try to set that comparison up. Like I said, that's just me. That's just me. I can't talk for anyone else. But that being said, um, I've had other people say that uh, they're kind of excited. He has a bit of a resume to him. Um, as you can see, meow. um, because you can actually see this. I haven't addressed this yet, but I have a webcam now. So, uh, for those of you who are on YouTube and watch or listen to this podcast, now there's a bit better of a visual instead of just the broad street line going down your screen. We have me and a screen. Hooray. I'm over there somewhere. Um, but yeah, I am, uh, incredibly, incredibly, incredibly excited about this. I always hope to improve this podcast, and I thought this was going to be a good way. I'm also excited about, uh, Vignault myself. He, uh, he's played with a few teams, not played with, but coached for, uh, a few teams, and, um, he's had some pretty good seasons. Um... You know, three seasons with over 50 wins. I saw that he had, like, eight of those seasons had 40 or 45 wins or something like that. He's, he he does have a resume to him. So, I, I'm very excited. Nine seasons with 45 wins. 
and I think that's so great to hear that we're going to have a competent coach, not someone who is just coming in from God knows where, some random college somewhere, Um, but it's going to be someone who is coming in, they're going to have experience with everything, pardon me, and uh, he's he's going to be able to get down to the nitty and the gritty, which is two things that are definitely needed uh, for this team. I just hope he's able to facilitate more growth with the the younger kids on the team because I think that's one of the biggest things going forward is the fact that these kids are worth protecting so much and they need to grow and they need to continue to get better because as much as I love you know Travis Konechny right now he could still grow as a player and he can absolutely be a lot better in next season two seasons I think some of these kids are I say kids like they're all, like I'm super old. Um, But I think some of these kids are uh, not quite there. They're almost there. And the thing I'm afraid of is we get uh, James Van Riemsdyk number two, which is where he he pretty much goes, all right, well, I'm, you know, pretty good. I was, you know, a a high draft pick, if if you're not aware of that. And then... um, he just wasn't really panning out for us, so we traded him away. He did great, just like almost everyone that uh, that gets traded from the Flyers. Go figure. Um, that's why I'm still upset about Braden Chen. He's doing pretty well for himself right now. I'm I'm just saying. Um, but uh, yeah, I just don't want any of these kids to be traded away, and I I want them to reach their full potential with us, so then they can stay with us. Hooray! who wouldn't want that honestly who wouldn't want that um they don't have any games or anything uh coming up just because the season's over they didn't do too well they don't get playoffs so the only thing i could think of i i asked this again on twitter you should follow me uh well, follow the Orange Line at Orange Line Pod, spelled exactly the way you would think, and follow me specifically at Doctor PhD D O C T E R P H D. But on there, I I tweeted something. Um, what did I tweet? Oh my goodness, I lost my train of thought. Sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. But it was probably something very clever, and it was probably something very cool. Oh no, I remember. It was that. Uh, since both Tampa Bay and Pittsburgh got uh, booted out of the playoffs as quickly as possible, sweep uh, for both of them against both of them. Um, it's it's the it's the closest thing I could think of to being like, are the would that be a win for Philadelphia? So I'm gonna count it. So I said that we went six and seven this week. Philadelphia really went eight and seven. So that's awesome. Oh wait, wait, wait! No, I lied. Um, Philadelphia did not go eight and seven. The correct answer is that Philadelphia 
went 9-7. and seven. Because I've been talking about this for a while. Because I'm so excited. But I'm excited for the return of the heart and soul of Philadelphia. The Philadelphia soul. Arena Football League is days away. It is so close. And I'm beyond excited. But the reason I'm saying that we are... 9 and 7 Philadelphia is 9 and 7 is because this past weekend they had a scrimmage against the brand new uh Atlanta Blackjacks I believe which um is fun that's really fun because uh well it it's showing that they're they're getting ready to play they're they're going to have a fun time um and I know it's not necessarily in the news uh, as often as other mainstream sports or anything like that. But arena football is very fun. Uh, if you want any, uh, you know, kind of news or anything like that, feel free to follow this account, AFL Endzone. Um, I know they don't have uh, very many followers, but they're very, very hardly very hardly no that doesn't make sense they're doing a really good job of uh you know trying to get their name out there they do a lot of great reporting as you can see they are starting uh player q and a's starting off with uh with a player from the soul uh beige god man what a what a trap lord name i love it um but yeah it's uh it's it's so much fun uh, to watch arena football, and it's going to be so much fun um, seeing it live. We are so, 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 so close. Um, so I'm very excited. Feel free to follow AFL Endzone um, because they do a very good job of uh, reporting on all of the AFL. So if there is a different team that you might be rooting for, which you shouldn't, because the soul are great, but if there is a team that you might be rooting for that's not the soul, they're a pretty good source. Um, and uh, the soul do not have a game yet. Yet, we are less than two weeks away. No, not even. Not even. I believe the game is on the twenty seventh. You know what that means? You know what that means? We are nine days away. From the Philadelphia Soul. Hooray! Um, we are also very close to the end of the Wings season. The Wings um, are wrapping things up. And uh, they are not going to be home for the rest of the season. Very upsetting. Very upsetting. Just because of the fact that he, um, he, they uh, are on a three-game road trip which is culminating here in Georgia against the Swarm um, on uh, on Saturday. It's their last game of the season. Um, but uh, the one big piece of news is that man right there, Trevor Baptiste, love this guy. He's a freak um, on the plus, I believe. Is it a plus? Is it a dot? I don't know. He's incredible at faceoffs. He now has the NLL uh, rookie faceoff record. But the thing that I heard, the thing that I heard, is that he is, I think, six faceoffs away from uh, 
from setting the all-time face-offs in a season. I don't know, something like that. But uh, the man is a monster, and I don't know. I'm just, I'm so excited. I'm so excited because this dude is a freak, and I want a Wings representative to hold that record. It's got to be awesome, right? It's got to be great. So uh, big ups to Trevor Baptiste. Saw a tweet today that he is... um, He's not where he wants to be in terms of being a player. He still has room to evolve. I mean, he is a rookie in the uh, the NLL, so he 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 he's recognizing that he still has a bit to go, which is great. I love seeing that. Um, another notable player to name would be um, Matt Rambo. He's done incredibly well uh, for himself, uh, especially um, just because he is also a rookie, doing very well, scoring a whole bunch of goals. I've seen him score a lot of goals at home, which is cool because he is a hometown hero. Growing up in my hometown of Abington, Pennsylvania, just a bit out of uh, Philadelphia, so it's cool to see one of my boys... Be one of my boys on the team and uh, representing. Also, shout out to Kyle Matisse. 400 career points, um, which I can only believe is going to continue to grow. Uh, moving forward, we do have Overwatch to talk about. One of my favorite things. Uh, I know it's not everyone's favorite sport. It's the most controversial sport that's out there right now. That's what I'll say. That's what I'll say. Um, but yeah, they, uh, they, they did okay last week. Um, after week one of stage two here in Overwatch League, they, uh, they had a few questions. They got beat up a little bit by the New York Excelsior and then, um, were able to pick up a pretty decent win over the Florida Mayhem. So that is, uh, you know, it, it made us kind of question what was going to happen this week. Um, and this week they, I don't know. I don't know how to put this week. I think one thing that I want to say about this week is they played very well against Toronto Defiant. And they played from behind against London. Um, and... The reason I say that is because you can see here they went 2-1 and one against London, which means they uh, they were able to tie a map. And that was map 2. That was right before halftime, and uh, it was actually right before I turned the stream off because I was like, Fusion doesn't seem to be with it today. They, they looked like they were struggling, and uh, that was Saturday, so I was opting to watch the uh, the Sixers game. Sorry, Fusion, but it proved to not be great. That's what I'll say. It proved uh, to be a lot better than what I was expecting because they ended up um, timing the London Spitfire out in, uh, in Map 2, which 
you know, made them go into overtime, and overtime, you know, didn't really work out for Spitfire, so uh, it ended up being a draw, which is great for us, um, and it meant we got our mojo back into it going into that game. Uh, I believe Profit was was really just taking it to um, Carpe, who is one of our best players. He's someone that can absolutely change the game, uh, and unfortunately, so is Profit. And he was just uh, completely outpacing, uh, is what I'll say. He was outpacing Carpe in the Zarya matchup and uh, was able to put a lot more damage out there, was able to get his uh, energy up a lot more. Uh, but Carpe, being the monster that he is, fought back and was able to even up that matchup. I mean, like I already said, it felt like the Fusion were fighting an uphill battle that they weren't necessarily doing the best job. I don't know. But uh it was it was very good to uh to see them get better as uh it went on. They ended up winning map three. Um and going into map four, it it really seemed like a coin flip. Uh London was just able to uh pull it out. So um you know, GG's to London, GG's to uh, Toronto this week, uh, last week, I should say, because this week, we, uh, we're playing the Excelsior again tonight, it's the first game of week three, uh, hopefully we can get redemption for that incredibly tough loss, um, and then uh, tomorrow, Friday, we are playing the uh, Houston Outlaws, which, um, I'll be honest, I don't necessarily know. So let's take a look at the standings here. We're going to scroll on down. And it seems like Houston is in 12th. They, uh, they are doing all right. They've only played two games uh, in Stage 2 so far. So I, I don't really think we can judge yet. Um, but, uh, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully Fusion can continue to be as good a team as we know they can be, because that's just what I want for this team. I want this team to be as good as possible. I want all my teams to be good as possible. Like the Eagles, they, um, they still have their draft, which is a little bit away. So, uh, let's get excited about that, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, one thing I am excited about is they just released the schedule for um, the 2019 season. And uh, a lot of people are really excited about it. I haven't looked too in-depth to it. But I think the fact that we have a very easy, very easy, that's very subjective, but a seemingly decent uh, last eight weeks, uh, seems like a, a good thing for us, um, the schedule looks like it can be one that can be fairly beneficial with us, uh, early on in the season, we do have some tough games, uh, Green Bay, uh, is one of the teams that we're gonna be having to face fairly early on, same thing with the Patriots and, uh, and Minnesota, so, mm, 
I think this team can do well. I've seen a lot of polls of uh, people's opinions of, oh, how well do you think the Eagles are going to do? I'm very optimistic about this team because I've seen that this team can be absolutely incredible, especially with a healthy Carson Wentz, which I hope he's going into this season as. Um, but uh, I really think this team can do well. I say 11 wins. 11 wins, which is it's pretty damn good if you ask me. And that's just my opinion. But I would love to hear your opinions. Feel free. If you're on YouTube watching this, hello. Um, feel free to comment down below and uh, let me know what your opinions are. Uh, like and subscribe, too. That would be great. Um, another thing that you can do is uh, follow me on Twitter and uh, let me know there. That's going to be at Dr. PhD, D-O-C-T-E-R-P-H-D. Or follow the podcast itself, Orange Line Pod, spelled exactly the way you think. It's fairly easy. Um, I uh, I think I'm going to tone down the live tweets just a little bit. I'm going to pick two games out of the week that I'm going to watch and live tweet. Um, two games, two matches. Um, uh, and I'm going to try to make them different sports if possible. So... What I'm going to do is this week is going to be tonight on Thursday. I'm going to be watching the uh, Fusion take on the New York Excelsior. And then I think on Monday I will, uh, instead of watching Monday Night Raw, I will live tweet the Phillies game where we take on uh, the Mets in New York. So I'm going to tone that down. Those are going to be two of my three Dr. PhD picks of the week. The uh, third one I um I'm I'm gonna be saying is um uh, be on the lookout for Trevor Baptiste. Trevor Baptiste uh can absolutely smash the uh the old NLL face off record because he takes pretty much all of our face offs. The last time I checked, which was weeks ago, mind you, but the last time I checked as to who has face-off wins for the 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 wings, um, there was only like seven other face-offs that Baptiste has not taken. So mm, I have a good feeling. I have a very good feeling for Trevor Baptiste. So be on the lookout for all of those great things. I hope you're doing well. Um. I am. I had a very hard day. If you can tell, I'm a little sick right now. My horse is a little itchy and scratchy. I've been doing that with my nose, and uh, that's why you had to see me wipe it a little bit. Apologies for that. I promise it's not going to happen on future episodes, so thank you for bearing with me. I hope you like the video format if you do watch this. Um, let me know of what other things I can potentially do to uh, help improve the podcast and improve the products that I, um, I, I put out there. I'm considering streaming on Twitch, uh, playing some various games. Uh, I have a whole whoops, I have a whole setup back there. Um, but yeah, as for this week, I'm excited for Philadelphia. You should be too. This has been the Orange Line. Thank you for riding with me, joining me, whatever. Thanks.